what NLP is and does and that I can do with it is it takes a program that is running under unconscious awareness that may not be serving you. It allows me to bring it up to conscious awareness, change the code of the program, and then drop it back down into unconsciousness so that the new habit, the new pattern runs without you having to think about it. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and oh boy, I'm super excited for today's interview, guys, and today's guest that we have on here. You guys know uh, pretty much the reason Think Different Theory exists is because of my journey through studying the mind and studying mindset and kind of my journey that I've gone down and my you know, success depression and when I hit rock bottom and, and learning all about that. And so um, our next guest today is he actually or she actually was introduced to me through Emmy, who we've had on the program. Uh, and Emmy, of course, is phenomenal. He's one of the most brilliant marketing or business people that I've ever met. Um, and is just very, very well connected. And so he, he told me about um, Amy, who's our next guest, who's about to come on here. And I was like, oh my gosh, mindset, NLP, hypnotist, this is amazing. And so I'm, I'm very, very excited about this. You guys know how much I love uh, like psycho-cybernetics and the power of habits and, uh, and things like that. And uh, one of the, the areas of life or, or mindset that I have not really had the chance to dive down into yet is NLP and the, uh, the power of NLP. And really, I think there's a lot of misconceptions around what NLP is and what it does. And it's like, you know, people think that NLP and hypnotism is like this black magic snake oil stuff. And I don't quite think that's, that's what it is. So I'm very, very excited to bring on our next guest. She is um, not only an NLP expert and a hypnotist, she is uh, a year into getting her, I'm sorry, what was it? Grandmaster's program? Master trainer. Master trainer's program. Um, and so very, very excited to have her on. Amy Curran, thank you so much for taking the time to come on Think Different Theory. All right. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I am going to make NLP so easy for people to understand because you said it right. So a lot of people just like, they don't even know what it is. And there's actually a running joke uh, in the industry that an NLP trainer can't really explain what it is. Like if you were to ask one what it is, they kind of like choke up. So what NLP is and does and that I can do with it is it takes a program that is running under unconscious awareness that may not be serving you. It allows me to bring it up to conscious awareness, change the code of the program, and then drop it back down into unconsciousness so that the new habit, the new pattern runs without you having to think about it. That's amazing. And, and That's it's it was well, interesting that you you say this, and I, I I can't wait to kind of get down into this further because one of the things that I was really big on, especially in the last like eighteen months or so, um, I wrote a, a playbook. It's about sixty five pages long or so uh, about kind of my journey through you know studying the mind. And one of the biggest aha moments that I had, and like this eye opening, like why don't they teach you this in school type thing, was the fact that ninety percent of everything that you do by the age of thirty is subconscious. And I was like. If 90% of the way I talk, think, act, believe, everything, I don't even realize that like I'm doing that, how the heck do I reprogram that? Like how, do I, how the heck do I go and actually like train my body, train my mind or my subconscious to act in the way that I want it to act? And I don't think people really understand the power of the subconscious. Like it's literally your wiring, your programming, and it's like by default, it's going to determine what it is that you're going to do. So talk to me a little bit about like, before we type, dive too much into like geeky mode that you and I are going to get into, talk to me a little bit about your background and like how you got into this stuff. Oh my gosh. My backstory is like a trip. 
because when people see me today, they look at me and they go, oh, I can't imagine you like that. Really? <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, it was about four years ago. I had a nasty case of PTSD. Uh, my father was a Vietnam veteran who survived the Tet Offenses. You know, when I was a child, there was a lot going on in my home, and my mom was a raging alcoholic, and I had wow. been, you know, through therapy. Um, I was on every single you know pill that was you know, advertised on TV, and everything I did to seek help, nothing worked. And I had, I was listening to a veteran on a podcast overseas. This is why I love doing podcasts, right? Gets message out there. And the guy had said, well, I, I dealt with all of my PTSD using NLP. And I was like, what is Mm. that? What is that? You know, and at the time, my health was deteriorating. My marriage was falling apart. I mean, my whole life was just flying apart at the seams because I had all of this trauma and all of this unhealed stuff going on in it. And I had to do something different. Did you, did you know that you had PTSD? Like, I did. You did? Okay, so you were aware that a lot of stuff was going on and I was didn't know how to fix it. I did not know uh, any other alternative ways that would work and that would work fast. All I did know was what I was doing before was not working. Hmm. Yeah. And, and, and about how old were you at this time? You said you were married. So like when you first heard NLP, you're listening to this podcast, how old were you? Uh, I am 48 now. So that was... I think I was 44. So this is relatively new then. I mean, like in the last four years, you've just seen this crazy transformational. Yeah, huge. Happen. Yeah. So I think uh, I'm big into human psychology and studying human psychology and and, and how people work. And one of the people that I follow, you may or may not know him is Ty Lopez. Um, and you know, big time marketer or whatnot, but he was, he was interviewed by, um, Tom Bilyeu on impact theory. And, um, he said that one of the things that happens is about the time people reach 25, 27 years old, when their brain kind of gets fully developed and they move into adulthood per se, that it becomes increasingly harder, the older you get to make a change. And which is why that most change that is made in more adults comes out of a traumatic situation, right? Um, you know, I recently about five months ago now, lost my brother to a tragic helicopter crash, which I watched, you know, my parents' life totally change, you know, from that and so many things. And so a lot of that things happen. But, you know, with NLP, from what it sounds like, and with your journey, like, you had a huge, massive transformation in your 40s. So it is possible. But my question is, did that come from I mean, obviously, I know trauma was the thing that ultimately like you were facing. But did you have a traumatic experience that changed it or was it truly just like NLP and learning about that and like how did the change ultimately come about well when I went to my NLP training not only did I learn how uh, to do NLP uh, with other people you also get worked on yourself so yeah as soon as I was done with my training all of that all of that fear was gone and as soon as I walked out of the training and back into an airport, I knew it was gone because I had not experienced any fear. Mm. And it was, it was an overwhelming moment for me. It was, it was an adjustment for me to get used to because I didn't know what it was like to be on this planet, not scared or freaked out. So when it was gone, it was gone. It was like, oh, you're kidding me. That's all it took. It took like, it took 10 minutes to get rid of all that stuff. Stop, you're kidding. Yeah. But like, okay, so talk to me a little bit more about that fear for those people that, you know, maybe haven't experienced that because it sounds like yours is pretty traumatic. So like when you say constantly living in a state of fear and like freaked out all the time, like where where did that come from? Uh, Childhood from between the ages of zero and seven. And And what were you afraid of? Everything, everything. Like things would uh, trigger me. Um, I was afraid to leave the house, um, just uh, like v- very fearful, like something, something would happen and just, just like a constant state of it. Yeah. I, my body would be constricted 
constricted. Wow. Mm-hmm. So like, talk to me about this training then. Like, how did you end up, like what made you decide, I'm going to go learn NLP? And did you go to like, get NLP done to you? Or did you go to learn it? Like, what was that process like? I, oh my gosh, the day, the day the decision was made to do it. I remember I almost didn't do it. I I walked downstairs, I looked at a website and I looked at all of the things that would be required to learn it, to go there. And I, you know, you got to get on a plane, you got to study, just all this stuff. And I looked at it, I was like, oh, and I walked back up the stairs and I just looked around my living room and I don't know if you can cuss on this podcast, but this is what I said. I looked around and I thought, if I don't change this now, okay, my life is not going to work. My kid's life is not going to work. And I'm not going to pass the stuff down. And so I said, fuck it, I'm doing it. Yeah. And I walked back down the stairs and I picked up the phone and that was it. I knew that once I picked up the phone, I was going and that I, I had no idea what was going to happen. And what was it that you were going to? Was it like a retreat or a tr- like, what, what was it? It was an NLP training out in Las Vegas. It was, I was trained personally by doctors, uh, Tad and Adriana James. And by trained, like you were trained how to do NLP or they performed yes. NLP on you. So like, is that how that worked? Like if I, let's say I wanted to, I don't know, have NLP done to me, right? Like if, if I wanted like to help if I wanted to hire you, right, to, to come in and like reprogram my subconscious, do yes. I go to a training and you teach me how to do it first? Or can you just do it to me? And then I learn like, what's the process there? Yeah, it's a, it's a do with process. Uh, no one has to go to an NLP training, though I would recommend it. Uh, you, you can hire someone who knows how to do NLP with you. Why did you go to the training versus just doing it at home? I, I wanted I wanted to know how to help myself, and I had at this point I had I had no intentions of being a coach, uh, being a trainer, being in the master trainers program, being in business. All I knew at that moment was I wanted to help myself. At the time, I had a ton of autoimmune issues from this stuff, uh, from the PTSD, and I had uh, food allergies and all that stuff, and it was. Just awful you know and then and, and all that stuff is gone so that's it okay so let's, let's dive into this because i to be quite quite honest with you i don't know a whole lot about nlp which is one of the reasons i'm very excited to talk to you because i hear a lot of people talk about it and i hear a lot of people in my world i'm a marketer right i, I do social media marketing and you know business and all that stuff so when i hear nlp a lot of people think nlp they're like oh you're using nlp for marketing but like <laughs> talk, talk to me though specifically like what actually happens? Like, I know you're, you're, you're bringing these things up and you're reprogramming them, but like, what does it look like? How has it, it done? Well, there are a few ways that you can do NLP, right? There is hypnosis, okay? And that is, you know, basically putting someone in a trance state and uh, getting to the root cause of an issue, which is regression you know, asking them you know, when was the first time that you experienced this and then going in and changing the code and then bringing them back out. I mean, basically, your, your body is holographic, right? It has stored every single memory that you have in your body. And like this moment right now, and anyone is, who is watching, you're, you have a visual, you have an audio you have a feeling right now and you're taking a snapshot of this memory and you're storing it in your body. Now we can, I can talk to you in a week from now and I can say, Hey, you know, remember like the best moment of our conversation. Can you bring that back up to conscious awareness and you bring up a visual? Okay. Now if I take that picture and I change that picture, the feelings and uh, the you know, the emotions and the intensity of the code in that picture will change. So your brain works like a computer, your computer works like a brain, and you can change the code in your brain just like you can your computer. So if you like, you want to demonstrate this a, a, a bit right now? 
Yeah. So I, and I would real quick though, when you say code, is that like changing the belief about that frame? Like changing what I believe happened in that moment? You can, you can change the belief or the meaning, which would definitely help. Or you can change the movie that you're running in your head, change it to how you possibly have wanted it to work. Yeah. Explain this a little bit further. Yeah. Go into this. Yeah. So I, oh gosh, I constantly re-edit movies in my head. Like before you, before you go and do something, do you, do you run a movie of of how it's going to work out in your head? I mean, sometimes I feel like, yeah, Yeah. not, not the whole thing, but yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, everyone's doing that. A lot of people will run movies of the worst case scenario. Or when you think of an event in the past, are you running that movie in your head about how that situation worked out? Yeah, for sure. Like thinking back on old, old memories. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So everyone else does this as well, except a lot of times they're just not aware of it, right? It's, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's you know, happening under conscious awareness. Sometimes they are aware of it and you can go back and re-edit the movie and change it how you would like it to have turned out and get some lessons and learnings from it so that you can uh, discharge the emotional uh, attachment to that movie and so that you, you can take it and become, have it a powerful resource for your future. But like, isn't that trying to, and, and this is an honest question, I'm not trying yeah. to, you know, but like, isn't that kind of like trying to like, changed reality like like you're trying to be like oh that that didn't really happen i want to i want to see it this way instead well here's here's what's interesting about our memories at the time we experience something uh we are we have our own perception of it right that's why if you were to interview 10 people robbing a bank each person would have their own little story about it would be different so the way the mind stores this stuff in our brain. It didn't really happen the way you thought it happened. It happened the way that you were in that moment with your own perceptual filters, with your own belief system, with your own value system. And that is why someone else could have a different perspective of it. There could be information that you deleted from that experience. There could be information that you weren't aware of at that experience. And we already know by neuroscience that when we go back and experience a memory, we re-edit it. So the only, yes. So the only way, the only way to keep your memories intact is to never remember them. Every time you go back to a memory, you re-edit it. Hmm. Yeah. Look this up. (laughs) <laughs> crazy. And, I mean, it makes sense. Yes. And it's your neurology. Like, why, why wouldn't, why would you, you know, want, why wouldn't you want to change that to have a better outcome from your future? Now, and, this, this isn't saying that, okay, that never happened or, you, know, you can you can leave the memory as it was if you want to. You can change it if you want to. Whatever works for you. Like if you if you wanted to bring more positive meaning out of this situation, then by all means do it. You know, so you're, you're not necessarily saying like let's say you had a memory of a car crash. You're not saying like, hey, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna reprogram your brain to believe that the car crash never happened. You're, you're saying, hey, I'm training your brain to see that car crash from a completely different perspective. What I will do, yeah, if I, if I, if I take the car crash out of there, uh, what the unconscious mind will do is recreate that situation again. So mm-hmm. it's important for me to leave the lesson that the person learned in the imprint of the change. So yeah, there is an ecology check and I have said no to people uh, in regards to change work. So like, how do you, oh, go ahead. Okay, sorry. We have had people who have experienced uh, burn marks um, from 
you know, fire accidents and things like that, go back and change the memory. And this was their choice. Like they wanted to change the entire outcome. Like they didn't even experience that and have scars and things uh, removed from their face. What? And, no yes, way. It, it, yes. Look at um, Nassim Haramim. Do you know him? No, I'm going to write his name down. Yeah, Nassim Haramein, he is a quantum physicist. I love quantum physics. Okay, great. Nassim Haramein. Can you spell that? He talks about this, how people will go back and, you know, re-edit re-edit their memories, re-edit their situations and have scars disappear and... You know, anything's possible. You are a holographic storage unit of all of your experiences. Why, why is this such a hard concept for people to grasp in America? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I mean, maybe, I I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'm, so I'm getting ready to go on a four-month world trip because I want to see the rest of the world. But I feel like a lot of this stuff that we're talking about is easier for people in other countries to, to maybe accept. <laughs> it could be. Maybe not. But like, why is this such a hard concept for us to accept? There's been a lot of conditioning. You know, there's, there is a lot of, um, there, there's a, there's a lot of conditioning out there that is, you know, know, put, put out on people in a way to keep them disempowered. So, I mean, why, why, if you were working in a, in a therapeutic industry, I, I, we, I had a, I had a 20 year psychologist in front of me the other night, 20 years. And he looks at me and he says, what I've been doing, you know, I got into psychology to fix all of my stuff and what I have been doing isn't working. I said, oh, okay. And I, I didn't change. I said, okay. I said, do you see clients all the time? He said, yeah, I do. I've, I've been seeing some of the same clients for years and years and years. And I said, well, would you want to do something different? And his wife was there and he said, and she says to me, well, if he didn't see the same client recurring over and over and over again, he wouldn't have his job security. Okay. So. (laughs) Robin's story of where he was like, bring me your, you know, bring me your best with the the biggest case of the guy that you can't fix. And I'll prove to you that I'm going to fix him. And it was the lady who was like deathly, deathly, deathly afraid of snakes. And she brought her up on stage. And by the end of the night or whatever, he wrapped a snake around her. Right. And she's totally fine. Like what? Exactly. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not in judgment of this man or um, what, what he's doing. Um, I think there are people who want that model. You know, there are people who um, are not, are not consciously or unconsciously, you know, ready to hear that information. And when they are, they will. But like, I feel like a lot of this is belief, right? I mean, like everything we're do, we do is out of belief. But like, does NLP only work on some people, or can it, can it work on everyone? Uh, the only people who it doesn't work for are the people who absolutely do not want to change and have a lot of secondary gain in their, um, it, that, which means that you know me solving the problem. You know, I I would have to do, you know. X, <laughs> I'll put it this way. Um, let's say, let's say somebody's really sick, and the only way that they get attention from other people is by being sick or um, being broke. Or if, if, yeah, if secondary gain is huge and they don't want to, then there is no amount of NLP, uh, hypnosis, or any of that that will do anything for anyone. Because they're in is, their own. Yeah. So, uh, so, so my clients are on a range from, oh my God, I'm so freaking desperate to, hey, I'd like to make another million dollars. You know, like. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so how does this work? What do you do to them? What do I do to them? Like, how do you, how do, you do this? Like, I mean, this is pretty freaking amazing. Okay, so let, let's have you have an experience of Perfect. Just, 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 just a shift, right? We're going to do something simple. Okay. Um, I want you to think, think of a time in your life where you were just on it, man. You, you're so proud. You just accomplished something. I just reached my goal. I am you know, I'm powerful. I'm just like 
yes, I'm proud. Can you think of a time that when you just were like all over it? Yeah. You are the man. You got that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got that? Is yep. that a picture? Yep. I know okay. right where I was. Mm-hmm. You know, right where you were. Point to that picture in your own personal space. Like if you were to just reach out and touch it, where would it be? Like right there. Good. Now put, take, take your fingers and put a frame around how big that picture is. Put a black frame around that picture. Put a black frame around. All right. Yes. Okay. It's pretty big, right? Yeah. Now grab that picture while looking at it. Now I want you to make that picture bigger. Make it bigger. Okay. Look at you. You fly. <laughs> <laughs> how did you feel? I mean, it was, wow. Okay. So it was like, it was a very, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is, this is how, so you like, you, you're, you went, whoa, you felt like bigger. The, the event got more intense for you. This is how you're projecting out your reality. If you have a picture of yourself blowing it with somebody and, it, and this is under conscious awareness, everyone is doing NLP all the time. All I'm doing is making you consciously aware of what you're doing at an unconscious level. Okay, so these are the filters that you see through. If you have a picture and you're not aware of it, but now now you know how to get aware of your stuff, you have a picture of, I'm just going to... I, I'm just going to totally blow this sales call. That is exactly the frame that you are going to project, that exactly the order that you're going to give your unconscious mind to do. And you're going to operate from that frame. So if I want to make a million dollars, what frame are you changing? Um, if, if somebody, like, yeah, you can, do, you can do this too. Like every, everyone, yeah, I'm going to give a really good technique that everyone can use to change something. And you can either use this now or after, after the show. What you want to do, let's say you want to change a state of being, uh, change a behavior, change a habit, right? Bring up the picture of the you that ain't working for you doing that habit, doing that behavior. Okay, bring it up. You'll, it'll, it'll pop right up for you. Okay, then create an image of the person that has already overcome that obstacle or that problem. Create an image of the person that you want to be and make it, make it general. Um, it doesn't need to be an image of you doing anything. It could just be a picture of you saying hello on the red carpet. Like, right. Just, yeah, just uh, that's me. That is my future self. That is how I see myself, right? And make the colors of the picture just brighter or or bigger. You know, you can make that picture as big as you want because your unconscious mind is going to be compelled towards that picture. You've probably heard like if you um, if you're wanting something, you need to see yourself in the picture, right? Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've heard that. Okay, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this is an NLP concept, right? So you have the old picture of you. I don't know, maybe you're acting small. A lot of people, I deal with, I deal with this with a lot of people. I'm playing small. And the picture is like a little tiny, right? And I, what you do is you have the old picture, the old habit, the old behavior, the old state, the old identity, whatever it is. And you take the, the bigger picture of you having overcome this problem, you as the person that you want to be, take that picture and fling it across the room at 100 miles an hour and have it coming back at you at 100 miles an hour and smash the old picture. Like have it visually smash in your face. See that old picture smash in your face and then just reset. You need to clear the screen because if you don't you know, reset or look around or something, you'll create a loop an unconscious loop and you'll just bounce back and forth in between those behaviors and do it again. If you, if you bring up this picture of the old you have the new one sling across the room, like a, uh, uh, like a boomerang come back, smash and see that old picture, uh, just, just break apart and do it as many times as you can 
as you want to until you are not pulling up an image of that old picture. Now, what this happens, what, what happens is this tells your unconscious mind, not this, this, not this, this. So you will come upon a situation where you used to have that habit, you used to have that behavior, you used to be acting small, and you're and immediately the picture of who you want to be will pop right up on the screen of your mind and you will act from that frame. Hmm. How do you know you're doing it right? The behavior will change. Your behavior will change. And like how 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 fast? Immediately, like the, the next time you encounter a situation that, um, you know, of course you want to test this, right? Right, right. You need to have a convincer or an experience, you'll know. Like there, there, were, there were ways that I was showing up in the world that I didn't like, okay? <laughs> and you know, I, this is what I do. Anytime, like, okay, this isn't serving me. I'm not showing up um, in a way that... this isn't working for me. I want to either speak to this person more kindly or, you know, my husband, uh, my my children. This is who, this is who I want to be. These are the qualities that I want to have in this picture. Just smash that old picture. Have it shatter. The more, the more cinematic you make it for your mind, uh, the better because the brain likes that, right? You like the big screen TV. Everybody loves looking at an IMAX theater, right? more tinsel landing than, than looking at your phone. Right. So yeah, do, do that anytime. And it is my number one go-to when I want to change something on the fly. Have the old picture, the old pattern, the old habit, the new picture. Like I, I, how I am sitting here talking to you right now, it's, it's pretty close to the picture of the woman that I, uh, wanted to be, and I keep using the same picture over and over again. My hair looks exactly the same. My makeup looks exactly the same. And what, when I started using this picture over and over and over again, uh, what happened was I, my health changed. I immediately was unconsciously attracted to an NLP coach to help me work on my health in an energetic way. Like I wanted I wanted to be able to wear all of the hats that I wanted to wear, which was entrepreneur, which is mother. Um, I homeschool my children. I'm not putting them in that system. Uh, Right. I was homeschooled. I get it. I'm trainer, you know, and I wanted to be completely powerful throughout the day, like power on. So I sleep, I sleep five hours a night and I take a half hour nap during the day. That is all I need. And I am on, dude. I am crystal freaking clear on with sharp thinking, sharp senses. And that's the change that I want. So I was unconsciously attracted to all of the things, all of the people, including you right now, that would get me to be where I am right now. Is it like, is it like subconscious manifestation almost? Is that a really bad example? You're so, yo, you're perfect. You're subconscious. Oh, this is this is beautiful. This is beautiful. I, I'm so glad that you brought this up. Okay, because your your conscious mind is the goal setter. Your unconscious mind is the goal getter. Yeah. Okay, and this is what a lot of people don't do. They do not give themselves clear, specific, and simple instructions to their unconscious mind so that it can operate for them. Hmm. People just go around thinking, thinking, thinking whatever they want to. Well, and it, whatever it, this tells them to. I mean, this cell, you know, the cell phone, like it's whatever social media tells them to. Exactly. But, so, like, so I mean, I'm big on the subconscious, right? Like, ninety percent of everything that we do is you know driven by our subconscious and our yes. actions are released. But like, so, talk to me about the person. A lot of listeners in my audience, and I'm, I know my audience pretty well. Shiny object syndrome. I'm, and I'm sure you've dealt with this, right? But like yeah. Johnny Object Syndrome is a big deal for a lot of people. They can't stay focused, right? They can't stay focused. Okay. Constantly jumping here and there and everywhere, right? And let's say like, maybe I know what I want to do. Maybe I don't, but maybe I do. Let, let, let's say for easy example, I do, right? Like I yeah. want to build a, whatever, a company and I know where I'm going, but I'm constantly getting a strategy. I can't stay focused or whatever. And so like, I've got this consciously I can manifest, right? I could be like, this is what I want. Yay, right? All of a sudden, I can't follow through. I can't follow through. I can't follow through. So I know what I want. 
And uh-huh. I, I've manifested it consciously. And I've said, this is what I'm going to do. But for whatever reason, I can't stay focused. And I, it, I, I know this and I'm, I'm doing this picture frame thing, right? And, and maybe, you know, you can explain this better so that you can change this. But like, you know, I'm visualizing this picture frame coming and smashing. But now I'm like, okay, I wake up the next morning and it's like, but man, Facebook's there. But oh, this is the person there. Oh, this or that. And I'm distracted again. So like, how do you get over that? I would say, I mean, without you know, speaking to somebody directly who had the problem, most times uh, when I encounter this issue, it has to do with the person being out of alignment with their values and what's important to them. Because when you are going towards the things that are important to you, you're never going to lose motivation. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, when you want something, you're motivated for it, to it. And it's, and, and it's, but you like, know, you're... you're but like a lot of people want a million bucks. They what? Like a lot of people want to build a business and get rich, right? And like, I like That's what you great. said about the alignment, but like... Do they really want to? So are like, you sure? Are, are you sure? saying it's like the strongest form of motivation or like the whatever you want the most? Like you'd, I'd rather watch Netflix than go out and build a business. So therefore I will default to Netflix. It's, it's, it's possible. There could be an unconscious belief that um, is stopping them also, um, it, it, I'll, I'll give you an example, right? Because I dealt with this with my husband. Um, he was reaching an income level that I was like, I'm, I'm going to break through the ceiling, baby. Okay, so let's dig up what's, what's going on. And uh, I did an exercise with him. And anybody can do this exercise to dig up what you've got down in the basement. Um, so I, I said, is it all right if I work with you? Right, he's a coach too. Could you imagine two married coaches? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, and we 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 uh, we're, you know, we get permission to do some work with each other. But what he's doing in his life does affect me, so I'm going to ask. And um, so I started asking him these questions. I said, "So answer this question for me: If I was a rich person, I would be." And everybody can do this exercise. Write it down. If I was a rich person, I would be. And he. You know, started giving me all of these polite answers. And this is what a lot of people do. If I was a rich person, I would be successful. Isn't that nice and polite? And people do. They'll, they will rationalize. Um, they will be polite. All of the surface. They'll give you the right answer. Answers coming up. And I kept going, right? And I'm pressing him and I'm relentless. And I knew I had him because his body went when I got to it. And he halted and he didn't want to spit it out and he didn't want to say it. And I was like, there it is. Say it, say it, say it. And um, he goes, if I was a rich person, I would be a controlling. And I went, oh, there it is. That is a deep unconscious belief. And I just you know, went right into trance, you know, right, right there. When and where was the first time that you had ever had that thought, had that experience, um, brought that to your conscious awareness? And it was uh, him being younger in a grocery store, um, it, 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 looking at uh, magazines of political leaders, it was you know it was associated with that, and we dealt with that, and he you know, like got rid of that, and then like because within, oh. within eight weeks his income increased a you know, hundred thousand dollars, so that's like. Be, you know, be, you, because, and and make sure I'm sorry I don't mean to interrupt you here, but I want to make sure that I'm understanding this. So you because he believed that if he was rich, he would be blank. And yes. that, that thing was negative. You were yes. looking for the negative thing because you're like, man, if I'm rich, if I was a multimillionaire, I would be blank. And he had a negative association with that. So she was being held back from that. But yes. most people are not willing to be honest with themselves to say, hey, if I was given a million bucks right now, I would be an a-hole, right? I would be a jerk. I would be like, right. whatever. But right. because, and so if they can shift their perception to where they actually truly believed that if they were worth millions and millions of dollars, they would be an amazing human being, yes. then they would go out and get rich. Yes. Like you can, you can do this um, at any time. Yeah. Rich people are, and write, write down your answers until you get to the point to where you're like, <laughs> you're going to have an emotional reaction good. to that. That is in your body. Okay. That's, that's in your body. And then you're, you know, you've got a, you know, a vibration that you're sending out there. And <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff. 
So it, it it really is belief. It, it it's the the perception of belief that you have about whatever you're unable to do. Uh, yes, yes. Your your uh, your external reality is reflecting back to you what is going on on the inside, and you have stored in you a holographic memories. Anybody can look into this. Uh, the note the Nobel Prize winner Carl Prebrum. He was the one that discovered that uh, our memories are stored holographically throughout the body. Really? Yep. That's so interesting. I'm going to have to look yeah. into that more. Look into so, that. So, so let's, I want to dive down a little bit further onto this example with, let, let's say, let's go back to the money example with your husband. Okay. So like he says this, I, you know, I get to this point where I've done this exercise and I'm like, I think that rich people are corrupt, manipulative freaks. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'm a rich person, I don't want to be a rich, manipulative freak. So if I feel like if I was rich, I was going to be a corrupt, manipulative freak. I've identified that. I believe that it's out there now. Now, what do I do? Now, what do I do? You could reframe that yourself and simply just be consciously aware of, you know, that you have that belief. Sometimes there is no need for me to go to a, you know, big process. You can just ask yourself, that's all you need to do is ask yourself, like, where did I get that from? How old was I when I got that? Hmm. And, it, and, and if, you, if you're sitting quiet with yourself and ask yourself, how old was I when I picked that up? Your unconscious mind is going to give you the answer. This is what a lot of people do. Your unconscious mind is the first to answer. Everything else after that is a generalization, generationalization, a BS. This is like when I'm talking to a client, um, you know, generally I'm not listening to what they say. I'm calibrating their body, right? Because their body's going to tell me everything that, that I want to know. If they're stopping or stuttering, my boredom flag goes right up, right? Because the unconscious mind is the first to answer. Mm. And a lot of times people, this is what people do. People either, once they get the answer, they'll, they'll go, no, that's not it. They'll, they'll think they're making it up or they'll just reject it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Why? I, I mean, it, you know, it, it, okay, well, think about this. You're, you know, you, you, you grew, and this isn't, you know, this isn't, you know, some knock on parents. I am a parent. I make mistakes with my kids, right? <laughs> Part of being a parent. Um, however well-intentioned our parents are, you had to, yeah. you had to do what they said then you had to go to school and do what someone else said. You didn't get to do what you wanted to do. And that little voice inside your head that knew better, okay, that thing got shut down the more that you were criticized or asked, well, can't you sit still? Um, and that, that's what creates the shadow. Like, that's what creates the unconscious baggage. Okay, whenever we did not or we're not able to express our true selves, express our true desires. Um, you know, we, we repressed that stuff. So you kind of got used to the habit of not listening to that small, soft voice that always answered first. And everyone knows, everyone knows how often you've ignored it. Okay. And some, yeah. for some people, it's not even listening. It's like, oh yeah, sure. You say you're going to listen to me now. Okay. Well, what about the next guy that comes around? You can drag me around doing that too. Right. <laughs> no, it's like, so yeah, people, people are completely, can be completely out of rapport with their unconscious mind. Like how many, how many times has it happened in your life where you went, you like had this, this intuition, this inkling and you were like, yeah, I'm going to override it and just do this anyway. And it didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so crazy. Yep. Wow. So, I mean, NLP is something, you know, hypnotism and, and NLP or whatever. Like, I know a lot of people, they're here and they're like, this is incredible. I'm going to go be a hypnotist or an NLP person or whatever. And it's like, you know, some people just have a career. Not everybody, I would imagine. You're not telling everybody to go become an NLP expert or a hypnotist. So, yeah. like, what are practical things that people can do on a daily basis to basically... NLP themselves or, or hypnotize themselves, whatever you want to call it, to get what they want? Like, what are practical things? Okay. Maybe. But the swish pattern exercise that I just showed you, it's a swish pattern, right? Cover it again. Picture of old habit, old self, whatever. Keep, keep smashing that 
new picture of you and smash that picture, other old picture in front of your face. Make sure you reset and look somewhere else um, before you do the process again. And this takes some mental, uh, mental, you know, exercise. And it's good because, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to want to master your mind anyway and, you know, focus on your vision, right? Um, so for, for self-hypnosis, uh, one of the things that you can do uh, in the morning before you come to full consciousness, you know, before you come fully awake, you can ask your unconscious mind to say, hey, um, can you kind of uh, consciously uh, guide me to that moment before I'm coming uh, into full conscious awareness while I'm in bed and so that I can insert positive suggestions. So you can self-hypnotize in the morning. Um, you can completely relax and focus on a spot on the wall and just let your eyes gaze out. I'm doing it right now. Okay, because when I expand my peripheral vision, like I can see both sides of my hands, there is no way I can hold a negative thought or an or a negative state in this expanded awareness. And I can, you know, just tell myself I'm going into a state of hypnosis and trance for the purpose of accelerating my business skills, you know, whatever it is that you specifically want to do and give yourself suggestions while in a, just a nice relaxed state and then mm. come out of it. You're, you're never, you're never not giving yourself suggestions. Right. All, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. It's just you're con like you're consciously doing it. Hypnosis is the constant or the the um, conscious version of programming. Whereas your reality, I mean, your environment is basically hypnotizing you on a daily basis. So you might as well. Yes. Yes. Basically. Yes. And one one of the things that I do because, um, yeah, I I am an alternative in my thinking. I'm not the only person, you know, right? Um, but what if you, because I hear this a lot, entrepreneurs, they'll say, well, my family isn't supportive and, you know, my friends said, or you have people that are going, well, you think you can do that or whatever. You know, right. Like, however they piss on your parade. Uh, one of the things that I'll do is put in a, an, an, uh, visualize and imagine an unconscious Flexi field around me and continue to hold my frame. That way I'm not getting sucked down someone else's reality tunnel. I mean, you're already doing this under conscious awareness anyway, right? Have you ever been in, uh, in the room with a woman who's like, maybe she's mad at you and, uh, you kind of, she, like, she's, she knows you're there, but you're not there. Yeah. Right. Okay. She got called. Well, this is what she's doing under unconscious awareness. She visually unconsciously has a shield up around you and you ain't in it. When you're in rapport with someone, like I'm in rapport with you right now, we've been in good rapport during this whole thing, right? In order for me to be in good rapport with you unconsciously, I expanded a boundary that goes around you. Okay. That way you and I are having a great time. You're in my space. You're in my boundary. Hmm. And that's what, that's what happens unconsciously when you're like, oh, I'm so in tune with this person on un under conscious awareness. You have a boundary that is included that person in your space. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh man. It just goes to show you the power of well, the subconscious mind, the power of environment, the power of what you tell yourself, the power of thought. Yes. I, I, I wish more people would realize this. And I'm, I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast interview. I mean, that's why you're on here because like, ah, like you control, I mean, you really do control your reality. You really can do control what you, you, you do. You do. I, I, do I, I do have to ask, like, I, I'm assuming you're probably pretty big on like energy and like energy things and, and things of that nature. Um, do you believe, and this is kind of off topic, and we're wrapping it up here because I can't believe we've already gone almost an hour. It's insane. It goes past like that. Cool. But like, do you believe that other dimensions and other, there's other things out there upon which like things travel through outside of the, the things that we're in that, that play a role into our belief systems or the energy or anything like that? Or is that like a way far out concept that's not really affected what you're doing? I haven't seen 
you know, these things that you're mentioning with my own, you know, eyes, I'm open to understanding, you know, outside influences. I I think anything is possible. Yeah. Anything is possible. Yeah. It's just, it fascinates me how many people... I mean, we we briefly mentioned quantum physics, right? And yes. quantum physics is something that I have studied. I don't want to say you know heavily because I feel like heavily studying quantum physics, like someone studied it for twenty years, can claim that they studied it heavily. But I'm I've studied it significantly more than the average human um, has, oh. and it's like when you like look at that and you understand that we are energy, that everything is energy, right? Yeah. And, and the, the the power of energy when it comes to thought, when it comes to beliefs, and when it comes to the attraction. Like we're, I mean, we're actively attracting whatever energy that we're putting out, right? Yes. And you know that, that's just the law of you know the law of nature, the laws of physics. And it's like yeah. if people understood that, they would. I think they would be much more consciously aware, or be much more aware of like the, the where they surround themselves with. And you know, the best example I can think of in my own life is like I used to cuss and swear a ton. Right, like uh-huh. I just, all the freaking time, every other word was the f bomb, ever this, whatever. And I looked at my environment that that was happening in versus my environment now, where I don't do it a whole lot, right? And it's like just that, just changing my environment changes a huge, huge core belief about yourself. Yes. And it's you know based on this identity of like, oh, I'm not a cusser, therefore I will not cuss. I am a cusser, therefore I cuss. That's simply an identity shift. And that's simply stored in the subconscious mind. And once people realize, like you said, like it's oftentimes very simple, but oftentimes we reject simple. We, oh, oh, we're so good at complicating everything, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy. True. Even NLP is so simple. Even business, you know, it's, it's simple. People, uh, they, they can really get into complicating that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and and I think what's what's a lot of what what's really important for entrepreneurs to understand is, um, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, eighty percent of businesses fail in X, you know, number of um, months because of this. Right. Well, the entrepreneur needs to stop having their mind wired like a working <laughs> job. Okay, the less I do, the more money I make. And most people don't succeed in entrepreneur because their brains are still wired to a job. So they're doing employee activities in their business. Yeah. Yeah. So that... You, you can't be tied to... It, you, you have to learn to not tie your value to time. Yeah. You to tie your value to, well, value. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how much value you put out into the world and how much yes. you're changing and like, it's also one of the interesting concepts and I kind of want to end with this and then we'll move to rapid fire questions. But I'd be curious to know your thoughts on this is like the type of person that you work with. A lot of people in most people in businesses work with people, right? Especially service-based businesses. The type of person that you work with also determines the value that you're putting out. For example, like if, if you were to work with Tony Robbins, right? And you were to positively impact Tony Robbins and it took you five minutes to do that. The overall value and the, uh, the compound effect of the value that you have by positively impacting a Tony Robbins versus positively impacting someone that is, you know, just an average human being is far greater with Tony Robbins. Not because Tony Robbins is a more valuable human being than that other people, because all people are created equal, but simply because of the compound effect of the value that he is putting out. And so if you, you know, you go through and you work with super, super valuable people, you can do a fraction of the work and have, you know, exponential amount of results simply because of the people that you're working with, rather than focusing and doing massive amounts of work on, you know, smaller amounts of people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I gave Emmy just one idea shift and the next thing he knows, Next thing I know, he sent me a video testimonial. I was like, I, I didn't ask for that. Well, like, it's a wonderful surprise. Thank you. Right, right. <laughs> He's like, wow, I, I didn't even think about that, doing that. I was like, awesome, let's do that. Amazing, that's amazing. <laughs> so, Amy. Yeah, he was so awesome. That's awesome. Amy, this has been so much fun. Um, I can't believe it's already been an hour. It feels like it's been 10 minutes. Um, I do want to move. Uh, we do some rapid fire questions real quick at the end of uh, all the interviews. Um, okay. So if you don't mind, we'll just do some quick, they're easy rapid fire questions or whatnot. Um, okay. And then uh, we'll wrap up with one final question and go, then uh, go from there. But before we move on to that, if people wanted to learn more about you, follow you, you know, connect with you, whatever, 
uh, that, where would they go to learn more about what you do and, and that? Well, I have a website, www.toempoweryou.com. You can find me on Facebook, Amy Curran. I also have a business page, which is To Empower You as well. Uh, I'll, I, I put my phone number out there, 678-848-4220. Contact me. Amazing. Um, well, we'll do. That. We'll link that, guys. We'll link all those down in the description. Her Facebook and her website and her phone number. Everything will down be down in the description of this. So if you want to reach out to her or find out more about what she does, uh, check out the description there. So, okay, Amy, let's move to rapid fire questions. First rapid fire question that I have for you is: It sounds like you do some traveling, right? I love it. Uh, uh, how, how, what is your preferred traveling method? Flying, plane. driving, you like plane? Yeah. What's, what's your favorite airline? Delta. Delta. That's a pretty common answer, actually. On yeah. this, um, what's a bucket list item that you want to do in your life? Uh, go to Thailand. Go to Tha- Why Thailand? I don't know. You don't know because I'm- it's out because it's outside my comfort zone. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to Thailand in uh, December, actually. Ooh, so I'll have to let you know how it goes. Okay. <laughs> Tell me. Tell me that, uh, that'll be awesome. Um, where's your dream place to live? Right here with my family. And you're out of Atlanta? Yeah. To- totally happy with the, just Atlanta, Georgia, hanging with the family? Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, final question that I have for you, and this is a, a deep one. And this is a question that we ask every single interview that has been done on the podcast so far. We always end the podcast with this question. And that is, um, fast forward to the end of your life and you're on your deathbed and everything that you've done, all your success, money, fame, whatever it is, it's all gone. And nobody knows who you are. Everything's wiped out. However, every single person that you have touched and affected either directly or indirectly, you get to leave them with one final message of wisdom that's going to stick with them for the rest of their life. What would that message be? I'm so glad that none of you waited for someone else out there to give you permission or to help you decide to believe that you were deserving for what you want. So go for it. I'm so glad that you went for it. It's interesting that you phrase it in that terminology of I'm so glad that you did. Yes. Rather than go do it. It's I'm so glad that you did. I'm so glad that all of you did. That's amazing. I love that. Amy, this has been so fascinating. Um, Thank you so much for your time. And um, I learned so much. Uh, Is there any last thoughts or anything that you wanted to share with the audience? Yeah, there's, there's one, one, one real quick thing that I wanted to bring up and maybe this, this, this could be helpful to some people. Um, because this comes up a lot, um, the whether or not I'm qualified to do what I do. Okay. And mm. I just want to bring this up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone has ever heard of the Dunning's Kruger effect. Okay. I have not. So this is for anyone who feels, well, I'm not qualified to do what? Okay. This is the Dunning's Kruger effect. People who doubt themselves are most qualified. People who don't doubt themselves are least qualified because they have no metric or feedback system. The more you know, the more you don't know what you don't know. Hmm. That's, so that's super interesting. Isn't it? I'll have to find an article about that and we'll link that into the, the description as well about that. That's <laughs> super cool. That's actually, I've never thought about it that yeah, way. Yeah, so for all these people who sit around going, who am I to do this? Hey, you're the, as a matter of fact, because you don't think you know it all, you're the most qualified person to do it. <laughs> Go and do it because you're going to be the person that's going to double check and triple check everything and make sure that is awesome. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to grow and uh, learn and bring new things uh, into, into the experience of whatever it is that you're doing and just smash all the old paradigms behind. That's, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Amy Curran, everybody. Thank you so much, Amy, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, we'll link all your stuff down below. Guys, check her out. Hit her up if you need any NLP stuff done. This was absolutely fascinating. I learned so much and I really yeah. appreciate your time coming on here. Guys, as always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world, even if that world is just your own. I love you all and I will see you on the next podcast. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? 
If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on, that you like my stuff, and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating, and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas, and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.